Recruiting-ish. Web 3. World-class podcast. Let's get it. Let's go. For topics of discussion, you cannot get from another. Opportunities in Web 3, we got you covered. Meta intro, been dope. Gotta thank you for the love and support that you give it. Keep it coming. We going up in Jazz B's interviews with the crews. Making moves, let's see. It's a brand new world of NFTs. Join in recruiting this podcast. Yes, please. Join in recruiting this podcast. Yes, please. Meta Intro does not give financial advice. Information provided by Meta Intro is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. Always do your own research on the companies that you apply to and the opportunities that you invest in. Aaron, welcome to the Recruiting Niche Podcast. Happy to have you here. Uh, for context, for the listeners, um, Aaron and I connected while we were both at Coinbase. Um, he was working on a different team than I was. Obviously, I was in re- recruiting. He was on the support side, but I think we crossed paths at Permissionless. If I remember correctly, we were both there chatting, had a chance to network, um, and then Unfortunately, both of us were in the the layoff, but stayed connected, um, trying to network, trying to make sure the community stays together. So excited to have you on the podcast to learn about you know how you made it into crypto, what you're up to now, tips and tricks, and and all that good stuff. Um, hey, thanks for having me on the podcast, Alex. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm definitely trying to go back to Permissionless this year. They're having another one, um, I think, in Austin, Texas you know, maybe get some more, you know, quality networking, you know, make some more friends in the industry. Um, But yeah, I guess how I got here definitely wasn't the plan getting into crypto at any point in time. It was just kind of what happened. You know, it's just kind of what, uh, where the cards fell. So in in terms of your background, I mean, I was looking at it, you've, you've really done it all. I mean, we were even talking before this podcast too. You've done a podcast, um, you've done some promoting, some DJing, uh, you were in the military, it looks like, for a little bit, worked in banking. How did you get from kind of place to place? Like as you were navigating your job search, you know, what were some of the things that kind of drove you to these new, you know, opportunities? And what was that like? I mean, no, you know, not a lot of people get to do different things. Some people just stick with what? Um, well, I guess I, I knew I wanted to go into the military after high school just because I wanted to travel. I wanted to shoot guns, you know, uh, blow things up, you know, and the, the military, I went in with a, a best friend and a buddy program and, um, it was a good time. I wouldn't give it back for anything. Spent a lot of time in um, Southeast Asia, two years in Okinawa, Japan, you know, went to Malaysia, South Korea, Thailand and, uh, Brunei and maybe a few other places I can't remember, but good times. Um, and when I got out, definitely didn't have a ton of direction, you know. Uh, and that I think a lot of I can only speak for myself. A lot of military people time sometimes have that, you know, because what you're doing in the military is usually so different than what's going on in the civilian world, and you're just more responsible for stuff. So I I did do I've done like sales, a lot of sales, a lot of customer service. Customer service was kind of like a I feel like a comfort zone. It didn't pay a lot, but it was kind of you know, easy to get into. And, you know, uh, you know, the job was pretty similar from one role to the other. And yeah, I did do some of the, the DJing and event stuff. Um, the DJing, I, I feel like was the most, at least from before I got where I am now, was probably the most fun and like profitable because they just, everyone's happy to see you show up and you just play music and people hand you cash or your check and, you know, whatever they pay you before, you know, cause like deposit, but uh, yeah, I just, um, crypto was never the plan. I did some schooling. I, I went to, did undergrad for audio engineering. 
I did graduate school for um, music, music industry administration, kind of the legal business side of music. And I was expecting to jump into the music industry at some point. Um, and keep in mind, halfway through my graduate program, COVID hit, you know, in like March, February-ish, 2020. So I thought I was going to do all this networking in the music industry. I'm in LA, you know, I'm in, again, this graduate degree in music. I did the, whatever, the audio engineering. I was like, oh man, I'm going to be in Hollywood. I'm going to be rubbing shoulders. Half the program, I'm in, I'm in a Zoom. I was just like, what are you talking about? I was just like, are you kidding me? I just, <laughs> I couldn't. I still can't believe it because, yeah, I just had all these assumptions and these big dreams about that. So I did my program. I started applying to all these places, trying to get in here and there, lots of networking. And um, it didn't really, it didn't pan out, you know. Um, and in a, a lot of positions, you know, I mean, it's they didn't pay that great either. Um, and so, like, I didn't get into music, but I did have a friend that I met in community college who was a software engineer and he mentioned he asked me hey um i got two job offers like i got one from noom which is like a I think like a food diet startup and then i got one from coinbase and i was like well go to coinbase um there crypto's the future you'll be able to pick any of your jobs after coinbase so just go to coinbase and so he did and then a month later he said hey they have a this role it was for a support analyst um and um you should apply so i applied and they uh, I did the interview and they offered the role to me in the, like at the end of the interview. So um, that was like a kind of like a customer, it was kind of like customer service, but more technical just because it's like, I can send you like a email template, like do ABC, or I can literally walk you through the process of like recovering your funds or changing networks or, you know, you're going to have to put your seed phrase in. Do you know what a seed phrase is or, you know, or this is safe, this isn't safe, what's a DEX? Uh, I don't know if you want to go there, but yeah, you know, your funds are safe on the exchange. If you go to a DEX, it's a little more tricky. You've left the bank with your wallet and you're talking to strangers. So that role was cool. And let me know if I'm talking too much, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, to well, I've got a, I got a couple questions on the Coinbase thing because I know, and I'm sure you get this all the time, I get questions when they see Coinbase, a lot of the listeners, I think that's a place they're targeting, or again, most people's first product that they use in crypto. Like yeah. when you were interviewing, was Coinbase something that you utilized or was it, again, kind of a new company, crypto new to you at that time when you were kind of getting into that role? I kind of like during the COVID thing, I feel like everybody started to get into either crypto or stocks. I was just like, what are you going to do inside the you know, sending out, you know, stimulus, this and that. And so people started getting into, you know, the speculation, the DGENs were DGENing. And so I started using Cash App. I started using Coinbase. I started using just, just seeing, exploring what's out there, you know? And so I was using Coinbase. I, I think I got an, I had an account for a while. I got one back in 2017, whenever the last, the bull run before the bull run happened. And I was like, I should pay attention to this and just have an account in case I want to buy Bitcoin. And so I did, I had like two cents in there and it went to like $20 or something. I should have had, I should have put a little more money in, you know, should have bought more. That's, I should have bought the, the thing. Everybody always says. Yeah. I had like $2 or two cents or something. And it went to like $20, it went to like double digits or something. So I had an account. I'd been used a lot of their software. I even wrote that in the, 
my cover letter for the job and like you know i really liked at the time what um the ceo uh why can't i remember his name right now his name is like everywhere um gosh brian armstrong brian armstrong i like what he said about the sec and just kind of saying like you know we're looking for regulation and clarity and they're not giving it to them and just i like the kind of stance he took even within the workplace focusing on you know the the priorities of the business rather than you know politics and what's going on with you know culture so um yeah i had used their products before i'd been there i was familiar with them it was like i was already the job i was applying for it's like i was already doing all this stuff anyway so I didn't even feel like it was work. I was just helping other people figure out things I'd already figured out. And they didn't have, um, they, this was their big push to get customer support. Cause before, if you went on Reddit, people were just, they were really upset at Coinbase. They didn't have good customer support or it didn't exist. And this was their push to try and, you know, add phones and, you know, email and chat and all this stuff. And that's what essentially what we were doing. We were kind of, you know, filling, um, that gap. So we had a rush of, you know, newbies coming in trying to figure things out. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it when I was originally hired. I think we got hired in the same month of, of October, maybe the same onboarding class. And it was massive, yeah, right? Like October. that first onboarding class, it was, it was huge. It was like two, 300 people in this meeting. I think at that point, Coinbase was around like 3,000 or so people. And then by the time June came, the layoff happened. It basically doubled in size, which was nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Curious what, what your thoughts were around, I, like the remote first culture, the no politics, um, kind of the the culture of Coinbase. I, I don't remember the exact terminology, but it was like a, a not a family, we're a team, right? So we operate very efficiently. There's a lot of um, cultural tenants, um, you know, working remotely and, and coming from different industries, like. How was that for you? Did you like, I know myself, I was a little bit of a, I don't know, like kind of new thing for me, like working in tech, working in a startup, things move fast, but it was also very confusing at times. Like how did you kind of integrate yourself within maybe the team or kind of again, Coinbase, which turned out to be you know a pretty large company by the end of it. It was super, it was new and it was like, you know, it was kind of weird. It was, you know, all remote, we're all going to be on the computer. So you kind of got to especially for some of the technical issues, you kind of just had to follow the directions or reach out to IT. Like, you know, you couldn't just turn your shoulder to the right and be like, hey, buddy, who figured it out? Can you figure it out? But they did a really, really good job of making everybody feel comfortable, creating space for people to, you know, communicate with one another that could connect on something. The Slack, I used to love the Slack. The Slack was popping. It was just like so many different channels. It like, it's like a crypto company, but then you've got like the DGen channel, like all the crypto DGen people in crypto working at the crypto company doing crypto the most, you know, uh, whatever, you know, stuff. So I think the culture was pretty awesome at the time that I was there for remote um, first company. I just couldn't, they treated us really well. Always random gifts and things or like, oh, if you're working a little later or more hours, you, you know, get some lunch you know, on us. So they really, they spoiled the hell out of us. I'll just say they really did everything the pay, the perks. Um, yeah, it was great. I agree. I mean, that was, that was, I think the toughest part after leaving Coinbase was like, you added back up all of those small things. Like you mentioned, we would get packages in the mail that was like swag or, you know, they sent like Coinbase candles or like gift, you know, snacks and all this stuff. And then, the Slack stuff, man, I miss that too. I have not seen an environment where 
obviously you can do your work and you communicate through Slack, but you just learn so much because the top engineers, the top people in crypto were there, like communicating in those channels. And as well, I learned more and got exposed to more through the different channels in Slack, the beta tests we could do. Um, they, I, I don't know if they still do this, but they used to reimburse you for ETH if you were doing you know, various activities on chain. Um, I just felt like I learned a ton. I mean, were, were you kind of in a similar place where when you walked out, you, you felt like more of that degen than you were when you walked in? Yeah, they took our opinion seriously because that program you're talking about reimbursed for, for ETH. I forget if we filled out something or I talked to whoever's in charge of something, but I made the suggestion, look, if we're going to be like crypto first, we need to be like incentivizing people here to learn the system. So you should like reimburse people for doing certain things. And they implemented that because I was like, I think I was in a meeting talking with one of the software engineers and he's like, oh, I'll pass it up or something. And they did that. They did it like a couple weeks later. So they listened and they implemented stuff. And I mean, like I said, the the, the culture um, was great. And obviously they got a little bigger than maybe they needed to. And, you know, we're not there anymore, but I don't really, I don't have anything negative to say about Coinbase to be completely honest. So I really dug it. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, I mean, in, in preparing you for, like, obviously when the layoff happened, were you thinking of going back into web or staying in web three? Were you maybe contemplating going to something else? Like what was that kind of search like in between as the market was a little challenging? I don't think I had even, I don't even know if I had even started searching. What happened was I got, um, when I was there, I'd been going to a lot of meetups. We had some meetups in LA, Coinbase meetups. And um, well, before that, there was this thing called DGen Thursdays or DGen something. And it was, or DeFi lunch. It was like DeFi lunch sessions. And it was just like all the people that are extra crypto were like in these. We had guest speakers. People were showing their like strategies and, you know, their little spreadsheets and just meme, uh, you know, funny meme um, presentations. And there's this guy, um, Dennis, in there. And he was one of the guys who was doing, he brought like, so we we're going to do a physical meetup. So all the people in LA. And so I started going to those and meeting engineers people from different departments people from different like startups companies robin hood um black blackrock gauntlet um all kinds of stuff and um you know i post on linkedin hey told my story whatever and people start messaging me or sharing my thing and commenting and and dennis the guy who did the things he just um i remember I was at a park i was just smoking a cigarette i was all stressed i was like oh man what am i gonna do I just got laid off and he just was like he he sent me a message he's like hey email this guy wags at yuga labs your resume and i was like huh i was like oh, i heard of yuga labs okay whatever and um i just i was on my phone i was at a park i just kind of oh, this is the latest resume support analyst this is what i did you know one sentence attached to resume so i didn't think anything of it i was just like god what am i gonna do and they got back to me within like a week um so i didn't i didn't go on linkedin i didn't whatever it was like a friend of a friend because he was a coinbase guy uh he's not at coinbase anymore he's doing his own startup thing um and he just said he thought of me and that was just from going to meetups and talking and networking he thought of me first and he only sent it to me and i you know i took action it was opportunity i applied and I did interview with the talent guy, which was Wags. Um, and then I met the CEO at the time, which was Soda. I met another ops specialist. And then I met a manager, ops manager, and then back to Soda. And she made an offer. I was like, sounds good to me. And that was that. So I was out of work for like a month. I got extremely lucky because every other job I applied to 
maybe I got an interview barely or just rejection or just ghosted. So the one job that I didn't apply to, I just got a referral was the one I got. And that was like, I was laid off in June. I was off July. And then I started August 1st. It's, it's funny you say that. I had a similar experience where, I mean, and where I'm at was a referral from somebody at Coinbase. I didn't know the job existed. I didn't apply. Same thing. You kind of navigated around the process. And I feel like for Web3, especially, that's how you can really stand out, right? If you build that network, you build those relationships, people remember that. And then as they do go to different places, you're able to to kind of utilize that versus I'm sure, like you mentioned, the applications, you just get ghosted, it gets lost in kind of a black hole. I know we've been talking about this, like from the networking side, and, and maybe you can maybe bring some tips in from the promoting and DJing days, um, since I'm sure that was a pretty uh, social aspect. Like, what what do you recommend? Like, as like, you know, especially maybe what you've used in Yuga, like, how do you kind of connect with people in crypto? Like, what are some, you know, good ways or things you've used, you know, at Coinbase or Yuga to kind of connect um, you know, or stay connected. You've got to, you've got to do like internal and external networking. Like for instance, yesterday I went like, uh, I was, you know, I'm working from home, whatever, but we have, you know, um, we have a, 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 a warehouse, you know, and so like, um, our warehouse guy or guy who handles a lot of our logistics and, you know, all our merch, he just messaged me, Hey, I'm going to be at the warehouse today. You want to, you know, if you want to come, if it's too late, whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come. And so I drove up and just went to the warehouse and helped him and looked at, you know, merch and made sure we have this and that we're ready for this upcoming thing and da da da. And that's like network. Like I didn't have to go, but he's like, this guy is like a smart guy. He handles a lot of our merch, a lot of our shipping, our logistics, communicating with people. And like as operations specialist, I need to kind of know that stuff. And I want to know that stuff, but then also I'm building that relationship. And he actually moved from um, like the I like further out to closer to where I'm at in Orange County. So I'll probably be hanging out with him more often. So that's like internally. And that's just like one person, you know, if there's local things to meet people that work at your business in the area, you should go to them. And then like the external would be like, I go to the crypto meetup that I went to that got me this job. I, it's almost a year I've been going to that thing and I'm going to keep going to it. And the guy who got me the job, I met him in LA the other week just to kind of catch up and see if there's anything I could help him with. Like even I met somebody at one of these things because we meet people with startups, legit startups are getting like, you know, seed money rounds and they're still, you know, they're looking to make connections and stuff. So like I'm working at Yuga Lab. So if there's anything, if I can, if I feel like they can contribute value or if they're even looking, if they need to talk to somebody and, you know, it's legit and they can bring some type of value, you know, I'll see if I can get you a conversation with that person or I'll see if, um, you know, uh, if you're, you know, if you want to work here, maybe I can, you know, uh, make sure you, you know, tailor your resume to the position and, you know, I can um, refer you, you know, and then, hey, it's a talent team wants to take the next step. Great. If they don't, you know, at least you tried and I, I you know, made the attempt to help. So um, just like if you can find your local crypto meetup, which there's a few. Um, out here in LA, we have one, um, you know, and I don't know if you want to go just reach out to me or maybe drop a link or something. Uh, you know, anybody who's listening that is in LA want to go to that. It's completely open. We just like one Thursday every month and tons of people show up. Lots of like high quality. I met people from the Uniswap team at the last one. And just, I meet people from all teams in like web three and crypto all the time. So 
yeah, just getting you kind of need to get out there. Yeah, no, I I I like that point, and, and we talked we talked uh, you know a couple of days ago about that too, right? Like the in, internal networking side, I feel like most people don't think about, right? Like some people think, oh, they're just coworkers. You know, again, there's always lines. I think you got to draw. You know, you can have friends, you have coworkers, you can blend the two, but it's good to, like you say, extend that outside of who you work with directly to other people. Um, and we'll definitely drop links um, for both your LinkedIn. You know, I, I'm sure you you have some, you know, people that might want to connect a few different reasons and as well, the meetup. That's amazing. Um, I think that, again, that's the cool part about digital assets, crypto is everybody's accessible, right? Like at some point, you know, Vitalik could be in one of those. Like it's not unheard of for like these really, you know, well-known or well-connected people to just show up, you know, to some of these events. Um, I guess the the flip side of that, because I know we also talked about this and connected on it because I, I get some as well. Having the Yuga name um, and obviously people that, you know, know you work at Yuga, a lot of people reaching out, right? Like you're constantly getting hit up. You know, people want to work here. People want to network. How do you stand out against that? Like what when you see a message, what pops out where you'll respond to that maybe versus, you know, most of the other ones? So the way I look at that is like, because you can't really, you know, a lot of people, all of a sudden, it's like people have all this Web3 stuff in their immediate profile, and they're all, like, friend requesting me, and I'm like, who are these people? What's all this Web3? They're just like, I don't know if there's anything legitimate, and, like, sometimes they don't add a note saying anything. So, like, I think the best thing is just, like, add a note, like, send a genuine message and, like, show genuine, like, curiosity about what's going on, and and that's how I decide. Like, I met with two people in this past week that were looking to potentially work at Yuga. I referred them, and, you know, uh, they didn't, you know, they didn't get the positions, but I, you know, at least put, they put themselves out there, and um, I did refer them. And, um, you know, those are the only, you know, those are like two of the only people I've ever decided to, you know, kind of talk to and communicate further. Like, I did like little Zooms with them and stuff, and just to make sure they're a real human being. <laughs> but um they were just to show genuine curiosity and passion for web3 um you know the company and just just seemed to be like really nice people so you don't have to write a whole paragraph but just one of them like they went to the same school one of the schools i went to i think they lived in orange county and you know the other one they just were like had a lot of uh questions about the culture at the company and stuff and these are questions i would kind of add like you kind of need to and I know it's not common for everybody. You should reach out to people that work at the companies you want to work at and just ask them just questions. What's it like there? What's the culture like? Do you like it? You know, what are the expectations? You know, anything that's gonna, that you're curious about that would make you want to work somewhere, ask if they have those, you know, does the company have those kind of traits, you know, and go to people that work there. And some people will answer, some people won't, but I'm the same person to look at it and see if, you know, is this a real human being or is this like a Russian bot or, you know, is this like a phishing attempt? Yeah. Now you got to be careful of those. Yeah. If I've assessed that you are not a Russian bot or a phishing attempt, I will, you know, probably respond and say, hi, how are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't work on the talent team or, you know, hiring, but I can refer you. And if they like you, then, you know, good to go. Um, but yeah, I'll, you know, if you, you sound like a genuine person, I'll definitely respond try to help you out. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. Like I, I think people forget, or, or I, and again, the job search is tough, right? You might narrow the focus 
just on talent or maybe just on the C-suite. I mean, the startups, obviously, you know, founding team, whatever it is, but like extend that reach, like reach out to other people and other teams where, you know, just like you mentioned, they're reading their messages too. They can refer you, they can network with you. Like there's, I think a few different routes on that networking side. Um, and then I, I guess finally, cause I know everybody that, that sees, um, that you're at Yuga probably has the question. I asked the question, Oh yeah. what's it, I mean, what's it like to argue, you know, work at arguably the, the best blue chip, you know, NFT now entertainment kind of gaming company in the space. Like tell us a little bit about, you know, what you can share about kind of the inside scoop and the culture of, of Yuga and, and kind of what it's like to work there. It's like, it's probably the best, it's the best company I've ever worked for. It's just like, there's a lot of, you know, they're inclusive, you know, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel not included. I feel like it's diverse. You know, a lot of the people who work here. I feel like everyone's smart, competent. I feel like, you know, smaller companies, everyone has to be like, have a certain level of competency to get their, you know, their jobs done and even communicate with others. Everyone's passionate, you know, hungry. They want to do a good job. They want to kind of contribute value. Um, they do set up like cool activities for us to do. Uh, we have like stuff coming up and like even, you know, management or, you know, higher ups. And, you know, we just got a new um, CEO, uh, Daniel, and I can't pronounce his last name. I think it's Alagare or something. Um, and he's super he's super cool i i mean i got one-on-one -on -one with you know the ceo and our um senior you know vice president our new senior vice president and just like one-on-ones like the come like i've never i'm an employee here i'm like number 60 i think so like i've never been at a company so small and got to speak to you know the people higher up they listen just have those intimate conversations and just you know be able to point out areas that like have questions i want answered and then like point out areas I think we can work on. It's just a really open, inclusive uh, environment and just a lot of people that want to work hard to kind of contribute to the space and, you know, create the best experience for the community because it's it's the community that's what makes Yuga Labs. Like the founders created a story and they produced, you know, value through these digital assets. Like uh, the story and like all the community kind of, you know, they kind of got around that and they believe in the story. They love it. It's funny. It creates this wacky community. And we're just trying to, you know, follow through on that promise to kind of, you know, the roadmap to try to provide these other things, these other, you know, areas of value. And it's just, I mean, anyone can create an NFT, but not anyone can kind of create that community around it and that's what they did they 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 told this story and they created a community and we're just trying to serve that community and everyone here is here to serve the community so i think as long as we're here to do that i'm going to keep doing it and just i'm just happy to be a part of it that's awesome yeah i mean it's it's been cool to watch the evolution of what yuga is right like obviously they started as an nft project that grew quickly the community now there's been acquisitions there's been content obviously they've put out more on the gaming side entertainment how would you describe yuga as like a company or are they one thing are they multiple things like when you guys talk about that is there like you know kind of the the goal um of being like a disney or like you know what what does that look like when you guys are having some of those conversations around like you know what is yuga in comparison i think yuga has a lot of promise kind of like you know, I mean, a lot of companies, like, for instance, I could just think of Amazon. Amazon started out as like a book store and now it's like this 
global delivery system, like everything, e-commerce, whatever. And I don't even know what Google started out as, but I think it started out as uh, search. It might have been something before that, and YouTube was something else. Like some of these companies start out as something and then ended up being something way bigger. And I think that's what Yuga Labs is going to do. I mean, start out as like an NFT. Like, I didn't. I don't think it was on the roadmap that they're moving into gaming, but I could be wrong. I'm not like an expert in all our, you know, our lore and um, the roadmap and everything. But I think we're, you know, we produce NFTs. We we tell stories. We're definitely storytellers and creatives and, you know, have all this lore. And then also we're, we're kind of involved in gaming because I think a lot of the community that participates is it's kind of like and communicates on Discord. It's kind of like gamer type community like a lot of online communities can uh especially gamers they just communicate a lot um online in the game or outside the game but i wouldn't even even though we're we're moving towards that gaming area i wouldn't even pigeonhole us there like i think they've they're it's a really ambitious uh company and just vision that the founders set out and um with the new ceo uh we have it's just like i think we're really going to execute and capitalize on the future the best we can we're small but we're scrappy and you know, no one's got the number one brand like we do. So I think we're going to make the most of that and just leverage it uh, to accomplish all our goals. I love it, man. I'm I'm definitely a fan. I'm a follower of the story. Um, I have not gotten an ape yet, um, but definitely want one and we'll be on the lookout for for some options. Um, I guess to that question, if you had to choose, um, would you be an ape or a punk? I know that's kind of like a, a rivalry, even though it's under the same, you know, brand of Yuga. Um, I know there's, there's two worlds. Which which one are you choosing? Oh, man. I feel like I would probably fall, and I don't have to take a lot of time to think about this. I, I like the mutant apes, kind of, just because they're, like, the apes is already a wacky community, but I like the mutant apes just because they're just, they're just extra wacky, and I like that they took the serum, and then they just got, like, blah, you know? I like the crypto punks, though, because they're, they're just, like, it's older, it's more vintage, almost refined, they're quiet. Um, they come from the the old, <laughs> and they're not trying to really modify anything. And I mean, we're already like trying to get like I guess like some of the stuff they're like just trying to make it like it's a new next level of art. So they're trying to put in like galleries or I think Sotheby's or whatever. Um, I think that's really cool. Just so much cool stuff they're doing: video games, art, media, and entertainment. That's just really interesting. But I, I think like the mutants, I like the mutants the best probably. <laughs> I think I'd have to, uh, I'd have to choose mutants as well. I think like you mentioned, it's a, a, a class of its own and got some cool, the artwork is crazy. Like you mentioned, the story is crazy. So maybe we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get one at some point, or maybe who knows, they might give you like a Christmas, uh, you know, present of one of these things at some point, fingers, fingers crossed. But yeah, I mean, as uh, you know, as we wrap the episode, uh, we normally, you know, the guest kind of has the last word in terms of like anything you want to share, you know, about you know either your background, yoga, exciting stuff, um, tips or tricks, just to leave the listeners with. Um, we always let the guests have the last word. I would just like I wouldn't even be specific to Web three or crypto or yoga, but just like keep your head up and keep moving forward, and if possible, you know, and always take care of yourself, your mental, your physical health, and just you know, keep a strong circle around you if possible, people that build you up and believe in you and, you know, network the best you can. Just, you know, wherever you go, try to bring some type of value and um, just make others, you know, 
make others feel good when you're around. Like for instance, I met when I met with that our merch guy the other day at the warehouse. I brought him a jersey, a Gasol jersey, a Lakers Gasol jersey from a Lakers game I went to because we got free tickets because the crypto meetup group I was in got us tickets and I went to that and it was when they were hanging his jersey in the rafters and I got two of those. So I, I gave one to the the warehouse merch guy because he likes them. I don't even care about basketball. But to him, he like, that's super cool, you know? And to me, it's just like an easy kind of gift and like bring some value and just like, hey man, appreciate you. And so that all, you know, kind of came from crypto and I'm still doing the networking and stuff. So I don't know, be nice to people. I like it. Well, we'll include your links um, to your LinkedIn. Um, we'll obviously include Yuga's information. So if you don't know about them, I don't know where have you been, probably under a rock, but we're going to include that there so you can check out Yuga, all the exciting stuff they're up to. Um, for this episode of Recruit Nish, uh, thank you again for chiming in and uh, giving us some insight, telling us about your story. I'm excited to stay connected with you. Um, to anybody listening, make sure you subscribe on all major podcast channels as well as engage with us on Discord, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>